They brought to him one deaf and dumb, and entreated him to lay his hand upon him. And taking him aside from the crowd, he put his finger into the man's ears, and spitting his sight, and said to him, Ephetta, that is, be thou opened. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Gospel offers us some interesting consideration on the connection that unites our senses to our spiritual and moral life. Before considering the spiritual and supernatural aspect of the miracle performed by our Lord, let's first consider a few aspects regarding the faculties given to our human soul, and in particular the sensitive faculties. So let me first give you the general division of our human soul, and then let's focus on two particular senses, hearing and taste, according to what we find in today's Gospel. St. Thomas Aquinas has some very interesting thoughts and descriptions on the different parts of our human soul. He says that first, as plants and all vegetals, man has vegetative faculties, such as the capacity to take food, to grow, and to reproduce his kind. Second, as for animals now, man has a sensitive faculty and power and of two kinds, the same faculty, exterior and interior. Exterior, and these are the five senses that we all know, and interior senses as conscientiousness, or also known as common sense, imagination, instinct, and finally memory. And finally, more than just a plant or animals, men, in addition, has the specifically rational faculties of understanding and choosing in the light of understanding. That is, he has the faculties of intellect, or once again understanding, and will, willpower. So going back now to what is more fitting for today's sermon, let us consider the two senses mentioned in the gospel, hearing and taste. St. Thomas affirms that sight is the noblest of these senses, these sense faculties or powers. But hearing is next to it in excellence. This is obvious to anyone paying attention to the means the world uses, for instance, today, to impact men as deeply as possible, sometimes in a good and enriching way for nature, but too often also with the perverse intention of controlling humans' mind and men's faculty to choose, as we saw the different parts, understanding and willpower with the information given through the senses. Just take a quick glance at the power of images today, the power of screens, the power of colors, utilized as a vehicle for the communication of ideas. And now lend an ear to modern music, to the many sounds used in it, sounds that man could not reproduce or even create decades ago, and that are known to affect our psychology and behaviors in many different ways, conveying and exciting passions or feelings at any given time for the one creating the music. 
Once again, sometimes in a good way, most of the time, unfortunately, in a bad way. And the sense of taste, he says, St. Thomas, is inferior, as it is more cheerly material in its proper operation than just hearing. So let us now consider the spiritual aspect of the passage given to our meditation today. A spiritual commentator wrote, When Christ opened the ears and unloosed the tongue of the body, he opened also the ears and tongue of the soul, that they might listen to his inspiration and believe that he was the Messiah, and that they might ask and obtain of him pardon of their sins. So first he heals the poor man from deafness. He has lost the capacity to hear and to listen to the inspirations of God. He can only recover from that if he approaches our Lord and obeys to his command. Not only is he not capable of listening to these inspirations, but the turmoil of his passions shuts off the voice of his own conscience. He cannot perceive the merciful voice that calls him back to reason. Faith, then, that would be the only remedy that could save him, requires from him a profound and sincere assent, acceptation. Prayers, then, prayers and sacrifices for the poor souls who have gone astray. Prayer that they may accept the gifts of faith. And as the Apostle St. Paul says, see how faith comes from hearing, and hearing the Christ's word. Now, same for the man who has already accepted the gifts of faith, maybe most of us here, but doesn't listen to the voice of the Master. And let all kind of voices, all kind of noise from false prophets guide him. Well, his faith will soon become weaker and weaker, and the risk to embrace false doctrines and erroneous theories will quickly grow in him. Temptation that certainly might affect us when paying too much attention to private interpretation of God's Word and ignoring the perennial teaching of the Church's fathers, doctors, and holy popes. Second now, Christ heals the poor man from dumbness. He could talk or talk barely. The Greek word is not actually not being able to talk at all, but simply not even to talk as an adult. So talking like a, a child, an infant, barely able to talk. Epheta, be thou opened. Nourished by Christ's teaching, filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he is now ready to speak and to announce the word of Christ. Whoever wants to talk, to teach, to guide, needs to listen, to learn and let himself be filled with the good word, and not the contrary. It is beautiful to see that these same rites performed by our Lord at this miracle has been adopted by the sacred rites of baptism, as you know so as to remind everyone that today's gospel is not to be considered solely for that poor man, of course, but is to be applied to each and every one of us. As we begin a new year, 
Let us therefore renew the promises of our baptism, asking the grace of a deep purification and sanctification of our hearing, so as to listen better, not to the many false doctrines and maxims of the world, but to the voice of the Good Shepherd. And let us renew also the promises of our baptism, asking for the grace to make our mouth become a humble but efficient instrument in God's hands for His greater glory and the salvation of many souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.